Today, we are talking all about making decisions and being decisive. I used to be super indecisive and now I'm not and it's like the best feeling ever. Now, I gather all the facts, make a decision and move on. You can always make another decision. There will be a next decision to help course correct if you need to. And here's the thing. Movement leads to clarity and it gives you confidence. I used to make small decisions way too big of a deal. And then even after I made the decision, I would second guess it. Oh, the mental agony. The ability to be decisive has changed so much for me. We all make so many decisions each day. I think this is such a great skill to master. Sometimes it's about courage and not avoiding hard decisions because you're never going to feel like it. We need to stop hesitating and just make a decision. Today, I'm sharing all that I've learned about being decisive. I'm talking about big decisions and little decisions. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I love today's topic because it's all about something we do all day, every day. And what is a better use of your time and our time together today than to focus on something that we're doing all day that we can do better? And that's making decisions. If you feel like you're not great at making decisions and being decisive, the good news is you totally can be. This is something we can learn about and practice and get good at. I can't tell you how my days are so much better and my life is so much better now that I am a decisive person rather than an indecisive person. Now, of course, I would have more decisive moments and indecisive moments in the past, but in general, I had a bad habit of being indecisive in big things and in little things. And in certain ways, it would cause friction in my life. So for some reason, I used to have a really hard time picking restaurants. So if we hop in the car on a Saturday going to lunch, I would just hesitate and just be so indecisive about where to go. For some reason, all the time, I would be indecisive about eating out. And it caused friction because my husband got so, you know, used to me being indecisive all the time that he would, even before I was indecisive, he would instantly be irritated, anticipating my indecisiveness. And I just realized what I was doing. And I told him he needed to be a little bit more patient, but I realized that I was making small decisions way too big. And I wasn't thinking about being decisive and working on getting better at it. And in things like this, like the restaurant example, there are easy practical fixes to realize when you're having those indecisive moments and work ahead of time and be organized to avoid them. So we're going to get into all of that today in this podcast, whether you feel like you're super indecisive or maybe you feel like you're decisive, but just indecisive at times, which I think we could all fall under. I think this is a very practical episode that will really give you the confidence and the power to take hold of each decision and give you practical ways to actually be decisive. And here is such an important part of all this. Realize a decision is a decision. 
And it's just a decision. And if it's not the right one, you can make a new decision. Don't put so much pressure and so much power on each individual decision because there really aren't that many huge decisions we make in our life. I'm talking about all of our daily decisions. Of course, there are huge decisions like the person you choose to marry or whether or not you decide to have children or a million other things. There are huge decisions like that. But there aren't that many of those in each of our lives. So I'm talking about all of our daily decisions. And I think that for the most part, a lot of us make those daily decisions into way too big of a deal rather than just make a decision and don't put so much pressure on it. You can always course correct and make a new decision, you know? There's always something that you can do. But I think a lot of times we don't make a decision and in doing that, that's the worst thing. You need to move, man. So here's my process. Now I gather all the facts, I make a decision, and I move on. I just know I can always make another decision. There will be course correction options or, you know, if there, if for me, if it's a meal, one of my biggest struggles with indecisiveness, if it's about where to eat, there will always be a next meal. This is not the last time you are going to eat. Don't make it such a big decision and don't get anxiety over it and don't get in your head. I used to kind of get in my head like, ah, panic. I don't know. And then you freeze and that's not good for anyone. So let's talk about research. When you need to make a decision, this is what I think you need to do. Sit down, gather all the information. Don't get distracted by the internet or social media or your text messages or your phone or whatever it is. Put your phone on airplane mode if you have to. Just research what you actually need for that decision. Tell yourself, that's all I'm going to do. I'm going to research what information do I need, nothing more, and then make the decision. I realized I spent so much time collecting information. You know, I was just collecting information. I talked to people, I'd research, I'd look around. All right, I'm going to go make some food. I'm going to do something else. And then oftentimes you time out. Have you ever thought about a decision so long that then there's not even a decision to make? Like you've timed out on it? That sucks. Stay on task. Don't get distracted. The internet and your phone can distract you like crazy. Just tell yourself. I'm going to collect as much information as I need for this decision and nothing more. Whether it's a work decision, whether it's a decision you need to make about your kids or your health or whatever it is, sit down, research, gather the information, don't get distracted, make a decision. Because I'm telling you, there's so much value in actually deciding and moving forward, like movement. It's just so powerful. So maybe it's where you want to eat for brunch next weekend for a friend's birthday or for your birthday. Think about it. Research online. Maybe talk to a friend or two. Look at some menus and things. Make a decision and move on. You will be able to get so much more done because you're just focusing on only one thing at a time and you're executing it. Or maybe you're trying to figure out what platform you're going to build your new e-commerce website on. It's all so different, but it's all actually so similar. Gather all the information you need, nothing more, and make a decision. I just tell myself I'm in the game of making decisions quickly and moving on. Because here's the thing. You can only really see things clearly once they pan out, right? Once they happen, like they say, 
you know, hindsight is, is the only thing that's perfectly clear. I completely destroyed that, but you know what I mean? Things are only perfectly clear in hindsight. Once things happen, you know what was the better or the worst decision. But a lot of times you don't have that information until it actually happens. So you have to make the best decision with the information that you have. From there, keep making more decisions to get you where you want to go. I'm telling you, listen to this. This is something I say all the time, like, you know, a couple times a week in my life, in my head and out loud, because I think it is so important. If you hear nothing else in this podcast, hear this. I'm telling you, running 100 miles in the wrong direction is so much better than standing still. Think about it. I'd rather make a decision and just start running and then realize, oh, shoot, I've run 100 miles in the wrong direction. I need to turn around and go back and make another decision. But here's the thing. I've learned things all along those 100 miles and I have movement. I'm not just standing still. I'm actually making a decision. I'm, I'm doing something. Even if it's the wrong thing, I'd rather do that than do nothing. Run 100 miles in the wrong direction rather than standing still. I believe it wholeheartedly. Okay, let's talk about some examples. So how about choosing where to eat? Just because, like I've shared, this has always been my struggle. Research some places ahead of time and save it in the notes in your phone. So whatever it is that you find yourself being indecisive about, right? So for me in the small daily, especially like on the weekends, restaurants for some reason was my indecisiveness. So I think about it practically. I research when I have time on my computer, I'll decide, okay, I'm going to solve this problem of the ne- you know the next time we're spontaneously going out to eat. I don't want to have that indecisiveness and have that friction in my marriage. So I'm going to make a notes folder on my phone of places that I want to eat, new places or my favorite places or places I want to try out, places I know my husband will like something or the kids, whatever it is. I just segment it into little things. If it's a date night or if we're going with the kids, whatever it is. And then I just refer to my list. And like I said, you'll always have another meal and likely in just a few hours. So just make a decision and move on. But thinking about where you're indecisive and putting into practicality how you can solve that, I think is key. And that's what was a game changer for me. So I have a note notes folder about restaurants to eat out at. And I have my favorites in there. Because you know how sometimes you can't even remember your favorites? Like you get in your own head and you're like, I panicked. I don't know. I don't even know what I like. I don't know where I want to eat. I have here are my go-to favorites. Here are, you know, fancier meals. Here are quicker meals. This is what I like. I have a notes folder. I go to the notes folder. I pick one and I move on. I no longer have that panic when we get in the car. My husband's like, where do you want to eat? I either have thought about it ahead of time because I know that was kind of my, my weakness. Or I just pop on my notes folder and I make a decision within one minute total game changer. Don't make small decisions too big. Decide and commit and move. Also, don't second guess. There will be 232 more decisions that day. Decide and move forward. This is where I got stuck. And I'm dying to hear you have to share with me if this is something that everybody does. Do you do this? I would agonize over a decision. I'd ask people. I'd figure it out. I'd make the decision. And then 10 minutes later, I'd second guess it and I'd open that decision back up again. And now I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? How crazy is that? All the other new decisions I could be making or the things I could be doing, the progress I could be making, the quality time I could be spending with people I love, whatever it is, you can't open it back up. Decide, commit, and close the door. 
Don't be indecisive in the second round by opening things back up and second guessing them. Also, understand that when you're doing this new process, you're going to make wrong decisions. You're going to make wrong decisions no matter what or decisions that could have been better. But again, most of the time, we're only going to see it clearly after it's already panned out. So don't make, don't beat yourself up over the not so great decisions because it just doesn't help you move forward. I just, I simply don't go backwards now. Like picture at Dave and Buster's or whatever arcade is near you, like in a car game, right? Like a kid's car game. I'm kind of thinking of like, oh, oh, how can I keep staying on the course? Like a little to the right, a little to the right. Oh, well, we spun off the road. All right, let's get back on. You know, like constantly think of yourself course correcting when you need to. And it really has helped me not think of every decision as this big monumental decision. This is, you know, the last decision. This is, it's just not every decision is such a big deal. And you can make so many more decisions if you're not spending so much time on each individual decision. Also. Another skill that has helped me so much about daily routine and planning is take as many decisions off your plate in the daily as you can so you don't hit decision overload. You know those things that you do every day? Get them in a routine and make them easy so you aren't making the same decisions every day. Decision fatigue is real. Things like what you're going to eat for breakfast or if you're going to work out or not or what you're going to wear or how you're going to get groceries or how you're going to meal prep, like if you're going to pick up groceries or have them delivered or, you know, just all the things that are kind of on repeat in our days. Set up systems so you aren't making the same decisions all day, every day. You know, that's why routines are good and that's why it's good that every morning we don't learn how to shampoo our hair because if we had to make a decision and, and figure everything out each day, we would never do new things and make new decisions and have progress in our lives automate what you can. I did an awesome episode called How to Be Awesome at Automate, Eliminate, and Delegate. If you need simplifying in your life and automation, that is a great episode to look back on to, you know, just kind of eliminate some of your daily decisions so you don't hit that decision fatigue. How about advice? Are you asking too much advice from other people? I used to. Now I ask for advice when I need it. And I kind of use it as an extension of my research. So I ask a friend or a family member, or maybe you ask someone you work with or your boss or your mentor or your kids, whoever it is. But take what they give you as like another piece of the information you collect, like part of your research. Because a lot of time, you're the only person who can make the decision. And a lot of times people will try to protect you, you know, because they love you. They don't want you to risk failing or getting hurt. And also everyone has different perspectives and different life experiences. So ask the right people for that you think are the right for the piece of advice that you are looking for and realize that people can be skewed because they love you, especially if we're talking about business decisions or money decisions or taking risks. You know, we don't want to see people we love struggle and have pain and have risk failure. So people will often not tell you, you know, the decision that might actually be the best decision for you. So my point is ask for the advice, but don't always just do what other people tell you to do. Because at the end of the day, you're the only person who has to live with the decision, most decisions. And you're the only person that's really going to know what the right decision is 
in this moment and for this situation. So you have to turn it inward. You are the best person to make the final call in your life and in your business and in whatever decision as big or as small as it could be. Nobody can do it for you. Only you can really decide. So don't put it on somebody else. Sometimes when we have a hard decision, that's the best thing to do because it's kind of like, I have no idea what I should do here. So we put it on someone else because, you know, then the responsibility is kind of on them to make this hard decision. You just can't. And again, if you don't make any decision, you aren't moving forward. I can't tell you enough. Movement leads to clarity. Just move. Like it kind of goes back to my whole like obsession with speed over perfection. A lot of times I'm like, Ugh, well, I'm not sure this is the right decision. But I ask myself, what feels right? Like right now, what feels right? I get clear, I get quiet in my mind, and I ask myself, what feels right? And then sometimes I'll ask myself other questions like, okay, if I were like super brave, what would I decide? What would I do if I were like really brave? If I were really tough? If I were really up for the challenge, what would I decide? Those are the kind of things that I, the questions that I ask in my mind, because I just want movement. You know what I mean? And I just, I'm telling you, there's so much power in telling yourself, you can always make a new decision. There are very few huge decisions like we talked about, all these little decisions that we're making all day. Oftentimes we put so much pressure on them when make a decision and you can kind of course correct as you go. Now it doesn't apply to everything, but it applies to a lot of things. And just getting out of that, like, you know, sometimes you just feel like you're just kind of stuck. Like you're stuck. At, I picture the La Brea tar pits in LA and that tar, it's so crazy. All those dinosaurs got stuck. I took my kids there a couple of months ago and it was so fascinating to watch the tar bubbling. And it just made me think about how sometimes I just feel so stuck. Like you literally feel like you can't, can't pull your legs out. Like maybe a decision is so big or so overwhelming, or it just feels like there's a clear right and wrong answer. You just don't know what that right or wrong answer is. But I'm telling you, it's about not being scatterbrained and focusing on what needs to happen. And you have to commit to it. So you have to commit. I'm going to make a decision about this right now. Or I'm going to, if it's a bigger decision today or this week, if it's a really big decision, I'm going to make a decision about this. I am committing to it. I'm going to gather all the information I need. I'm going to make a decision and I'm going to move on. I'm not going to second guess whatever the decision I make that's set in stone. That is the decision. And if I need to, I'll course correct down the way. You know, the other thing about this whole thing about decisiveness is I had no idea how for me it would be so correlated to confidence. Now, I have high self-confidence as a, as a human. I've worked on confidence for a long time and I feel like I feel like confidence is so important, but I as confident as I am, I realized being indecisive was actually lowering my self-confidence because you feel crappy. Like when I would have like, you know, a dispute with my husband about something that, you know, I had been indecisive about, let's just stay on the picking a restaurant example since we've been talking about that. I would feel crappy after like, I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, why can't you make a decision? And I'm like, I don't know. I just, I feel like this, but I don't know. Will the kids eat this? And you go round and round and it, it kind of, you know, not only can it kill your mood and, and your day, but it can also kill your confidence because you start beating yourself up over being indecisive. 
And the opposite is true as well. Being decisive can make you feel so confident because it's empowering. You know, you've worked on this skill and you fine tuned it and making decisions quickly can make you be so much more confident. And I'm telling you, even if your decisions aren't always the right one, you're just confident and you have to be because you make that decision, you commit to it and you move on. It will just make you feel so good about yourself. You know what I mean? Even if they're not all perfect decisions, you feel good because you're committing and you're doing it. Another thing, getting into, we've talked a lot about the little decisions, the daily decisions, the routine. Let's talk about the bigger decisions. I really think when we have bigger decisions in life, whether it's personal life or business or our kids or about job or job change or, you know, these bigger life things, we really need to stop hesitating. When you know you have a decision to make, I really think you should face it head on and commit to deciding. And a lot of times we have to push ourselves. We're not going to feel like making a really hard decision, especially if it's something that maybe involves change or making ourselves uncomfortable. This is why I talk so much about cold showers and physical challenges, like how I just ran 50 miles in 10 days. And then I was trying to run 100 miles. So I did 50 miles in 10 days. I took two days off. And then I was running my next 50 miles in 10 days. And then I was two days away, 10 miles from hitting 100 miles. And I hurt my back so badly. And it was like the worst. But you know, and I was so bummed that I couldn't finish that 100 miles. But I finished the 50 miles, which was my initial like big goal. And it was so hard. So I felt so good about it. But I couldn't reach my 100 miles without really injuring myself further, which was a big bummer. But then I was like, you know what? I got the point of it. I reached my first big milestone. I challenged myself physically in a way I never thought I could. And it made myself stronger. And it made myself tougher. And it made myself just realize I can commit to something and I can execute it. And it just makes you feel good. Same thing with cold showers. It's about training yourself to get uncomfortable, not being afraid of it. Because I feel like we hesitate because we're trying to avoid uncomfortableness. And of course, like who wants to be uncomfortable? But by accepting it and embracing it, I'm telling you it's so empowering. So take your cold showers, give yourself a physical challenge to condition yourself to be tough and take on the hard things and the things that you're not sure about. I'm telling you, silence and hesitation can cause us so much pain. You know, we don't want to do things that are uncertain and new and things that we're not sure about, but silence and hesitation, I'm telling you, I would argue that's worse than making a bad decision. Your life comes down to your decisions. And if you change your decisions, you can change anything, anything. I'm telling you, I love Mel Robbins five second rule. If you haven't heard it, it's brilliant. Um, Google her, search her on YouTube. She has a great Ted talk and she calls it the five second rule. She explains how when you have a thought or an idea, you have to do it within five seconds because that's like the window of time that you convince yourself not to do it. And I find myself doing that, using this often a lot of times each day. So say you, you see, you know, say you're walking around the house and you see a piece of trash in the corner, right? Simple, practical example. You see a patch, trash piece of crap, trash in the corner and you're tired and you don't really feel like picking it up. Like there's trash in the corner. You, it, you, she tells you, do yourself a countdown in your mind, five, four, three, two, one. 
and you have to grab it before you talk yourself out of it and before that five seconds. And it so works, I'm telling you. Or you know those things, you're like, ah, I should probably do that before I forget. But it's like, ugh, I don't want to walk all the way to the mailbox to do it. Nope, do it. Five, four, three, two, one. In that five seconds, you commit to doing that thing that you've told yourself, you know, you know, back to kind of like what feels right right now, what feels like the right decision. When you have those thoughts that you know what the right decision is because it comes to you, whether it's something little like picking up something you see on the floor or walking the bill out to the mailbox before you forget how many things pop into your mind and you don't do it that second and then you forget later and then maybe it causes you pain maybe then you have you know a fee because the bill didn't get in on time because you didn't do it that second you forgot for the next week and then it was late and then you had a 40 dollar penalty and you're like god why didn't i just do it all those things it's so interesting i love the way she talks about making decisions. And she really does a great job of talking about big decisions in our life and getting up and getting out of bed and picturing the decisions like she talks about NASA and like a rocket ship, like five, four, three, two, one, blast off. Whatever it is you know you need to do, do it when you think about it. Do it in those five seconds before you convince yourself out of it. I love it. And I think that, If you've never heard Mel Robbins speak, she has lots of interviews. Like I said, her TED Talk is a great way to kind of get into her world. I know she has a couple books. It's a really great way to help you be decisive about the little things and the big things. And I love that she gives you a practical way to do it, you know, because a lot of times I feel like motivation and inspiration is very difficult because I feel like I need practicality. Like give me a practical way to make sure I make that decision. You know what I mean? That's what I need. I think that's what a lot of us need to actually take that next step and make a decision. Be decisive and move. I really hope this episode inspired you to focus on how you're making decisions and how to make decisions quickly and commit to it and be decisive. There's so much power in being decisive. I'm telling you. Every small decision can make you feel so much more empowered and confident, and it can improve your life in so many ways. Like I said, your life comes down to decisions. And if you change your decisions and the way you make decisions, you can change anything. And that, my friends, is awesome. Thank you so much for listening. Please Comment on my post about this podcast. My Instagram is at Lindsay's Cloud. Let's continue the conversation about decision-making because I think it is so important in our daily lives. Thanks for listening, friends, and I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.